This is the World Industrial News for Wednesday, September 7th, brought to you by Industrial Info Resources of Sugarland, Texas. This newscast is sponsored by Aviva. Listen to part six of their podcast, How to Leverage the U.S. Infrastructure Bill to Modernize the U.S. Power Grid. Where do the benefits come from? The biggest benefit is keeping the lights on. If you look at some of the mitigation measures we're taking against uh, the, the wildfires, part of those would be undergrounding transmission lines, which will take years, if not decades. Part of it is putting smaller grids in the local cities where you can generate power for the important, the hospitals, the schools, the uh, police, etc. But everybody needs to have those kinds of functionalities. And so when we start looking at those kinds of functionalities, they'll be supported by more intelligence from the grid. The key is to generate the power we need to implement those functionality. We need to better manage this value, this intermittent power that we get from the solar and the wind. Because sometimes the sun just doesn't shine. Sometimes it actually gets clouded, uh, sometimes by smoke, and sometimes the wind doesn't blow. And that's not necessarily at the same time people need power and they don't need power. So this whole thing has to be better balanced. And as I was saying earlier, the grid communicates amongst its members at the speed of light. And so no matter how you think of the political boundaries of the power grid, Everything is connected together. And what this bill is clearly showing is that they now realize that not only are all the aspects of the grid connected together, but aspects of other things like water is part of the same equation because water desalination or any kind of purity water takes energy for it to run. Similar on sewer, similar on transportation. So these are all connected. The project that addresses these problems is a very large scope project. Thanks for bringing in the water energy nexus, Pat. I appreciate that. And and again, it's so refreshing to hear such a clear and concise uh, vision of what's happening here um, in the U.S. when it comes to the grid. It's it's just it's a remarkable opportunity, as you mentioned. And 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 if we can focus on that for a second, Mona. Can you walk us through, you know, let's follow the funds a bit. How can companies capitalize on this bill and modernizing the grid? To hear the full podcast, search for IIR's Industry Today podcast on your favorite podcast provider. Under sweltering heat and electric power emergencies, California lawmakers on August 31st and September 1st voted overwhelmingly to extend the life of the two-unit Diablo Canyon nuclear power station past its scheduled closure dates of 2024 and 2025. The legislation would keep both units operating through 2030. Regulatory agencies will need to sign off on a license extension, which could collapse if Pacific Gas and Electric Company, Diablo Canyon's owner and operator, fails to win a share of newly created federal funds to keep financially embattled nuclear plants operating. The legislation also offered PG&E a $1.4 billion favorable loan to extend the life of the two-unit 2,255-megawatt nuclear plant. 
Delphin Midstream, a U.S.-based company specializing in export infrastructure for liquefied natural gas, and producer Devon Energy Corporation announced a preliminary deal that will further support the U.S. position as a lead natural gas exporter. The companies announced on Monday that they had signed a heads-of-agreement arrangement that deals with Delphin's first-ever plans to develop a floating liquefied natural gas vessel. Both sides said they envision a liquefaction capacity of at least 48.7 billion cubic feet per year, though that could nearly double in the future. After scrutinizing its first quarter results earlier this year, Amazon.com Incorporated came to the realization that it may have overestimated the e-commerce growth rate in the U.S. and overextended its logistics network, which resulted in a loss of nearly $4 billion, according to Globestreet.com. The company has responded by canceling a number of projects and delaying others, which will adversely affect the economic economic development of communities that have often invested much to secure these projects for jobs and taxes. And Industrial Info is tracking 10 pharmaceutical projects across Japan related to generic drugs, totaling more than $390 million in investment value. For details on these and other breaking news, read the full stories at www.industrialinfo.com. I'm Peggy Tuck reporting for Industrial Info News. Oh,